You're listening to The Author's Leverage, where it's all about your book and how to create a greater impact and a greater income with it. This podcast is for the author who knows there's more you can do with that book. Whether you're publishing your first one ever or you've written multiple bestsellers, the path to greatness begins by looking around and seeing that you are, at this moment, standing right in the middle of your own acre of diamonds. My friends, your book is a brand. I'm Parshel Tashi, creative entrepreneur and education design architect, and I'll be your guide diving into the minds of successful authors, renowned publishers, and industry experts to glean practical wisdom you can integrate into your book writing, launch, and marketing strategies today. You'll hear straight from the source how authors like you were able to publish their best work and build wildly profitable, successful businesses around it. Welcome aboard the Author's Leverage. Hey, I want to welcome you to this episode of The Author's Leverage. You know, today, it's not just about how many followers you have. It's about what those followers are doing and how you're engaged with them. And uh, as authors, as those who are experts and um, sharing our knowledge and wisdom, the community that we build is incredibly important. And so today I have joining me on the show is Brian Bees. And we're going to talk about community building and how to really power your the publishing of your book with community and so i'm really excited for this today uh, let me introduce brian brian beast joined new degree press in 2017 as part of the founding team as head of publishing and since joining uh, new degree press has published 1200 authors and and 25 national book award winners or finalists and was recognized on the Inc. 5000 list in 2001. So welcome to the author's leverage, Brian, Brian Bees. Thank you for having me on here, Prochelle. Yeah, I'm so excited. So tell me a little bit how you got into the world of, of publishing. Yeah, so I, I, I think the best way to talk about this one here is maybe to give a little bit of a history lesson of like how this whole thing that we have here started. So about six years ago now, which is wild to think about. Um, but back in the fall of 2016, I was a junior in college at the time. And I was taking a class on startups. It was called Launching the Venture, class that I had to take as part of my entrepreneurship program at Georgetown. And in the course, I thought it was going to be a, this course where you just launch a fake entrepreneurship venture. Um, but the professor, it turns out he had a different idea in mind. Um, he was about ready, out the door, ready to quit teaching entirely. Um, and his last big hurrah was to have students write books in his class. And so what he did, no joke, is he went through his syllabus about three weeks before the class started and replaced every instance where it said startup with book. And then that was the class that we took, helping in the span of a semester, writing a first draft manuscript, writing a book. Um, ended up being this really fun, transformative experience, was able to meet some really great people. I wrote a book on video games and entrepreneurship, developed some great connections there. Um, but about partway through the semester, me and the professor, we hit it off really well. Um, and so me and him, and then another person, Shane Mack, who's the chairman of our advisory council, we, we hatched this idea to develop a publishing company out of it because we wanted to create a pathway for me and my fellow classmates to publish their manuscripts as books. 
Um, and I guess you can say the rest is history um, over the six years following. I love that. <laughs> I wish I had a course like that or, you know, a class in college on, on that skill because it's so, so empowering. And you guys weren't expecting that. Is that right? You weren't expecting that it no. was going to go that way. No. Um, the, the professor at the time, Eric Custer, um, like he had this whole slide deck that he was going to walk us through. And at one, one slide, he literally had the slide, you're going to write a book, next slide, this semester, now. And then the next slide is like the classic, like uh, Jackie Chan meme of like, what do you mean? Like, what are you talking about? Like, there's no way that's possible. And like, that was everybody's reaction. And I gave Eric all, you know, flag all the time about it. But at the time, all of us were pulling out our phones to actually find out when was the last possible day we could drop the course. Uh, he, he thought we were pulling out our phones at the time to think we were going up on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, and like telling all our friends, Hey, you got to take this class. It's going to be such a great experience. Uh, but no, we were actually looking like, when can we drop it? Um, we ended up letting it sit with ourselves for, for a couple of days for that week. And then the next week when we came into class, um, some of us had shared the story of it all with, with our, you know, our classmates, our friends ended up week one. We had about, 15 to 20 students in the class week two after the big announcement after the bombshell we had about 32 35 students in the class so like more people actually came after they were first sitting with it um oh and so God. we were not expecting this at all um but it was honestly one of the most cool exciting fun learning experiences you could ever imagine for in a in a college class Wow. Wow. That that's incredible. And I imagine, you know, from that experience, is that sort of what spearheaded New Degree Press and sort of how it even functions? Because you guys are definitely community driven. You're doing it as a group, you know, as a cohort. I mean, that's so exactly, like, you know, inf you know, exactly. Uh, impression, you know, that's huge. Yeah, exactly. It really came out of this, cons these constraints that Georgetown had for us, where we had to do it in the context of a semester. So it had to be this class. It had to be this cohort driven model. Um, and then also too, at the, you know, Georgetown, they were very skeptical at first of, of what this thing could be of, of as an experience, could college students write books? Would they actually be any good or not? Um, and so they were also concerned about like the rights ownership as authors, would we be able to retain ownership of our work or not? Or would it be like something where, you know, the publisher would take advantage of us because we were college students. And so it was born out of those constraints of it has to be community driven in this cohort model where we're working with fellow authors collaborating together um, because we can write better together. And then two, thinking about the rights ownership and how as the author, you should be the one who owns your work because you're the one creating it. And the publisher should be the one helping you execute on that vision and getting your book out into people's hands. And so everything really did come from a lot of, a lot of those initial constraints. Wow. And what, in going through that process in the class, um, you know, what was your personal experience with that? And have you yourself written other books? Yeah, it was, it was a fun, excruciating, painful experience. Um, at the time, right? Like our professor had just changed the syllabus where it said startup, you just control, find, replace with book. And so it was a very hacked 
together experience when we first started it. Um, and so I, my experience through it is very different from how authors going through our create programs today have an experience with it. At the time, we didn't have editors. We were figuring it out as we were going along. Authors today, they have coaches. They have developmental editors to help you create that first draft. The experience has been fundamentally different um, in the evolution, and it's really exciting to see that. Uh, but as I've found myself building New Degree Press and all the other aspects of the publishing company, I personally haven't found time to work on my next book or other projects like that. But there are some things that hopefully end of 2022, early 2023, and the broader vision of what we're doing um, that I hope to get my hands on working. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And and it's such a transformative experience, I would imagine, because, you know, the whole point of doing it, let's say, in a cohort um, is, uh, you know, you're not alone. And I think exactly. that that's the biggest challenge that's being addressed in that sort of format. So can you talk a little bit about, let's say, how authorship has changed? Because you, you've mentioned like this is like a modern way that authorship can happen. So, yeah, can you speak to a little bit about that? Yeah. So in terms of how authorship has changed, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, it used to be this world of traditional big house publishing. Penguin Random House, Simon Schuster, HarperCollins. We all know the big publishers based in New York and what that publishing model is. Um, but really over the past 20 years with the advent of Amazon and print on demand, there's been this catalyst shift in how books are written, published, produced, distributed. Um, that has really forced a paradigm to come out in the publishing industry where you don't have to publish with Simon or Penguin or whomever in order to have a successful book. Um, you really just need to have an audience that's ready to read the book, engage with the book, support you. Um, and you need a team behind you that you feel confident in to support you on that journey. And so a lot of what modern authorship looks like is a very different, more intimate personal relationship with your audience. You know, the, the two people that I most look to um, in what modern authorship is, is actually outside of the book publishing industry. I look to Chance the Rapper and Taylor Swift in particular as innovators in what it means to be a modern creator because they've transformed what it means to be an artist, what it means to be a creator. You know, Taylor Swift is very famous, you know, in recent years for, you know, signing with Universal Music Group. She now owns the masters to all of her music that, mm. she's now, that she now writes and produces. Um, and now as, as the owner of it, she can release Taylor's version, all of these other works. And she's been a real champion and advocate for creatives in the music industry. Chance the Rapper is another really great one where back when he was first releasing music, he released all of his music for free on SoundCloud. And he ended up becoming so popular, like literally back in the day, handing out mixtapes, you know, directing people to SoundCloud, that he developed that grassroots personal relationship with his audience that the Grammys ended up having to, had to rewrite the rules so that way they could nominate him for awards because previously you had to have a record label in order to be nominated for a Grammy. And that same year, he won, you know, two to three Grammys at the time, which is incredible, mind-blowing impact in the industry. But what's so interesting about Taylor and what's so interesting about Chance is they have a very real 
personal, intimate relationship with their audience, and they really bring their audience into the world of what they're doing. They share, you know, what what the creative process is like. They are very public and outspoken on social media. Taylor is very famous for, you know, going to weddings and going to fans. Over the pandemic, she released over a thousand of her records to independent, uh, you know, record stores to help support them during the pandemic. Those mm-hmm. are the types of things that you can do and the relationship that you can really foster. Um, and that that's really what modern authorship is about, having that more direct relationship with your audience um, and really leaning into that as a, as, as a superpower um, more than anything else. Yeah, because audience is everything. You know, what I mentioned before, you can have a million followers, but if no one is engaged with you, you know, they're not connected with you more deeply, those are just numbers on the screen, you know? Um, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so when you talk about this sort of like community-driven way in which creators can create, um, how 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 are you know, others going about this? Like, is that sort of embedded within your cohort and your program that you're essentially getting them connected with their community as they're writing? Exactly. So it's really about bringing people through every stage of the writing, creation, publishing journey and documenting for people in very public ways on social media, in personal one-on-one text, those moments and really inviting people into that journey of what it is to write and publish a book, right? Like, you know, the famous stat everybody likes to talk about is 81% of people want to write books, but only 2% of people do. And so what, you know, that stat has a lot of, you know, a lot of meaning in that, you know, so many people in your network and your community, they've probably wanted to write a book, but they've struggled. They've, they, they've hemmed and hawed. They've had their challenges for whatever reason. And so, by just simply making a post about your own reflection of, you know, how you had a really difficult time creating a particular chapter within your manuscript or what the grueling revision experience is like or how magical it was to get your covers for the first time. Each of those discrete individual moments all throughout your journey is really powerful because that can be really inspirational and aspirational for that friend or that family member or just that person that you met randomly on Twitter that one time um, and to develop and foster that relationship with them. And so it's really from day one, when you go through one of our create programs, all the way through our pre-sale, all the way through when you publish and after, that's about documenting in public. We call it work in progress marketing, where you just talk about whatever is on your mind as you're writing a story or as you have an interview, if you're writing a nonfiction book or as you finish a poem, if you're doing poetry, really, what are those reflections that you're having? What are you learning about yourself? What are you learning about other people? Sharing the highs and the lows and then bringing photos and video and documenting the different moments um, of that experience is really powerful. Wow. I love that. You said it's work in progress marketing. Yeah. Man. And, you know, I've, I've even heard of some that would pre-release, let's say, a chapter for people to exactly. actually read. Um, so what are some other tactics that, you know, might be useful to authors who are looking to, you know, for sure have that for one, they should join your cohort if they have not, uh, you know, if they're in the process, that's like number one. 
Um, but what are some other tactics that would be useful for them to engage the community uh, or their audience? Um, and what if they don't have an audience yet? Yeah, so even if you don't have an audience, it, it may be because you don't think you realize that you actually do have an audience. You know, one of the things that is really exciting about what we do and work with authors on is helping them create a book that honestly, if they were to look at themselves as a potential reader of the book, they at least have an audience of one themselves. And that's where we start. Because once you, once you have an audience for yourself, then you can begin to find and connect with other people. You know, I, I could get into the very tactical, like, this is how you find relevant hashtags on Instagram, or this is how you find relevant hashtags on Twitter. Um, but what it really boils down into is helping each author identify for themselves how do they best engage with their audience or how do they best want to con connect with their audience? Are they more of a writer where they like to write short form or medium form or long form blog posts or longer posts on LinkedIn? Or are they more of a video storyteller where they love to just get up on camera you know, sort of like what we're doing, or maybe they pull up their phone on a tripod, record a short 30, 60, 90 second video, reflecting on a moment of their experience, or maybe they like are really, they, they, they connect better through audio. And so for them, they'll just pull up their voice memo app on their phone, record, you know, a 30 second reflection of their experience, and then post that out with, hmm. you know, a, a good photo of themselves on Instagram or something like that. It can be really, really basic, things like that, but it's about helping authors identify how are they. And so there was actually an author um, a few years ago, um, actually back in December 2020, his name was Brandon Posevac, who published a book um, called Stepping on the Cracks. It was mm -hmm. a book all about optimism, Gen Z, very, very, it's about positivity and how you can step on the cracks to find success and happiness in life. And he asked me at the time of Brian, like, I'm writing this book on positivity. I'm Gen Z. I'm about to go into law school. How do I write this book and publish this book and build an audience um, without being wishy-washy, without being, you know, too, you know, irrelevant because positivity, you know, can be positivity, but there's also substance behind it. Like, how do I show that substance? And what I told him is that you want to identify for yourself, what is your style? Are you, are you a writer? Are you a video? Or, or, or is it about audio? Um, and for him, he chose the video path and every single moment in his journey after that conversation, he would document 30, 60, 90 seconds on Instagram, on his profile, where he would just document a moment. I just had a really amazing interview with um, a former mentor um, at, at Insert Company about positivity or about how to, about mentorship and the intersection of mentorship and, and, and positivity and kindness. Um, and he would just give a shout out to them and share a little bit about their story. Hmm. As other moments came out, he would document, you know, when he got his covers, when he decided on his cover. He at one point read out every single person who had supported him on his book, printed it out on a sheet of paper, two minutes long. Things like that is just super powerful for connecting because you're humanizing that experience. And then hmm. even after you publish a book, sharing with people ways in which they can engage with you, whether it's you know, coming to a launch event or a signing event, or maybe if you're on a podcast like the author's leverage or something like that, sharing with people that they can, you know, engage with those communities as well. 
um, or even if they have a course or another product or service that they want to offer. Um, really just sharing the story of how those things are and why you're so excited about them and how you know you want to bring every single person with you on the journey that's really where you'll find leverage and success that's beautiful i love it because it's like it's simple yet effective right it's not something exactly. absorbent that you do you're already writing a book that's you know enough focus and energy as it is but what you're suggesting is just a simple reflection that they can share on social media to really um you know, essentially document what they're doing, but use it as a as that point to engage with their audience. And is it that the in doing that, does it make the writing of it more simple? And maybe they get feedback from their people as well. And those that are engaging with it, that sort of really carve out this path that's just for for the reader. Exactly. Like, like exact, that, 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 that's, that's exactly what it's about, because you can frame a post on LinkedIn or on social media saying, hey, like, I just came across this really interesting article about innovation in the workplace and how you know remote work is here to stay. And then you maybe share how you know you interviewed somebody who's maybe a C, you know, CEO at insert company about that, and you sort of you know share an excerpt of the story. And then people will begin to comment on that of like, oh, I totally agree with you know virtual remote work is here to stay, or oh no, I want to go back to the office. And people will start to have these mm-hmm. debates and these conversations about it, whatever that thing may be. Um, and that's where you can really start to engage with feedback. And once people start to comment and engage and respond, then you can you know, very authentically reach out to them and say like, thank you so much for your feedback, for engaging with me on this. Thank you for doing that. It would really mean the world to me if you would be willing to maybe read my author's note or maybe read my introduction chapter and give me feedback on it. And so mm. one of the th- biggest things that I've learned is that most people don't follow up. And it's in that follow-up that you can practice being a modern author and really develop that relationship with someone else. You know, I often like to joke with myself of like, what would Taylor Swift do in this situation? What would Chance the Rapper do in this situation? Mm. They would send that DM thanking for the support and the feedback and then um, share something that they think they would find relevant and would ask for more feedback and use that as a positive loop for cultivating that relationship. That's huge. And why, why do we miss that? You know, it's like, it seems easy, like, yeah, message them back, <laughs> like, let them know, thank you, you know, but for, for some of us, it kind of goes over our head, you know, why do you feel like that is? Biggest reason I've seen is insecurity and imposter syndrome. And the reason for that is because so many people, and it, it, for me, it's heartbreaking to see because everyone truly does have a story that they want to share, that they need to tell for the rest of the world. The one thing that I am so excited about what we do is we create a very practical platform for people to share their story and to feel confident and comfortable in sharing that story. And a part of it is being with other authors who are also forcing themselves out of their comfort zone and doing it and having that community of other people that they can engage with and that, you know, even if their outside audience isn't super excited about them in that moment, or if they get a lackluster response, their inside community, their tribe of fellow writers and creators are also with them supporting, championing, cheerleading. And so it creates this really positive, practical loop. Um, But it really comes back to, to insecurity of, 
You know, I don't think my story is that compelling or what will people think? They won't think that I'm that smart. But the truth is you really are. You don't give yourself enough credit and nobody gives themselves enough credit. And so Mm -hmm. what everybody really needs is that coach and that cheerleader to say, I believe in you and here's why. Um, And then to to thank them for it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, it's time for a short break. Let's hear a word from one of our sponsors. Are you an author and ready to leverage your book? Maybe you have a great idea for a course or program, but you need help fleshing it out with someone and making sense of what you have. If that's you, I want to invite you to schedule a free half-hour strategy session with me. We'll take a look at your content together, talk about your goals, and I'll provide my professional and honest recommendations. No salesy stuff or surprises. So to schedule a call, visit theauthorsleverage.com forward slash course strategy. All right, now back to the show. You know, and and the thing that, that comes to mind is, you know, when we hear a hero story or, you know, witness their story it's we don't see them in their victory right at the end and that's all they're talking from you know we actually find ourselves more uh, interested and more compelled and more drawn in by somebody who's saying this is what I'm trying I don't know what the end result is going to be but I'm just trying as opposed to somebody who's saying oh I've done this and I've done that and I've done this and it's just like it there's such a huge difference and you know, the, the, the side of being more authentic, being open, you know, putting yourself out there in that way seems to definitely build more of that connection because you're just like them, you know what I mean? And having exactly. emotions, having an experience. Exactly. Vulnerability seems like such a big risk, but it's one of the greatest things that you can do and that you can give to other people. If you look at your favorite creator or you look at your favorite author or you look at your favorite artist or musician, one of the things that they're really great at doing is just opening up. And you said it so well, I'm trying this thing. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about doing this. It's not the, here's what I accomplished. Here's what's going on on my resume. It's, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm trying and experimenting with. And people do not give each other enough credit that Hmm. we're all actually really receptive and open and affirming of others who are willing to experiment. Yes. That's so true. It's like you, you automatically are drawn to, to them, you know, in an interesting way. Um, Now, can you speak a little bit more to like why community is so important and potentially why, you know, that's essentially the new, uh, I don't want to say, um, uh, oh my God, I'm losing my words. Uh, the new currency, oh, it, so to speak, you know what exactly. I mean? But it's, it's part of, and it's an absolute part I, of the future of the business. I think currency is a really great word to describe it because it is that social capital. It is that connection that you're able to develop. And the reason, you know, it's so powerful is because most people, quite frankly, aren't good at word of mouth marketing, at building that word of mouth machine. But what's really exciting about what, you know, I've seen so many authors do at this point is that it's a process that you can learn. It's a skill that you can develop. And that if you are committed to being consistent in the documenting of your journey and bringing people along the adventure, 
people will actually listen. You know, you know, you know, it's not just about if you build it, they will come. It's about, you know, showing people how you're building it. It's about bringing people into that journey and that into the, into that process. And that's why they'll come because they believe in you and why you're doing what you're doing and how you're doing what you're doing. Uh, because that's what, you know, it really excites people. That's, you know, you said it so well a moment ago that it's what attracts people when you're, you know, open about that process. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now I want to shift gears a little bit. Uh, I know that what's big right now also is the, uh, the metaverse NFTs, right? Especially for those that are creating. So um, what are you finding, you know, in this space, in the industry that might be relevant for, you know, those that are looking that direction or curious about, you know, what it looks like to perhaps release a a NFT project or um, something that goes way more digital, but still connected in some way. Um, Yeah. What what are you seeing? Yeah, that's, it's, it's such a good question and also such a controversial space right now in video games, in tech, in books, it's everything is like, is it legit? Is it a scam? What is this? I don't get it. Um, and, and, and for me, what finally allowed me to understand the power of like Web3 and NFTs and all that stuff is that it's about accelerating what we can already do, but it's using technology to accelerate that relationship. And so things like NFT or like creating an NFT audiobook or an NFT ebook or all those things are great, but it's really in the utility that you can give people of, Mm. you know, if if you buy this version of the book, you get access to a one-on-one coaching session with me. If you buy this version of my audio book, you'll be able to leave special comments on it that other people listening to the audio book who also buy this NFT version will also be get to get to see. It's really about the utility that the reader is getting at it out of it and it's paying attention to that psychology of consumer Mm. behavior of what do they find really valuable in those use cases because in those two instances as a coach or as a course builder you know being able to offer a special version of your course or coaching experience that's really valuable to that member of your community for someone who wants to engage with your you know horror novel you know, and wants to leave comments of like, oh my gosh, that was so scary. Or, you know, wants to leave a comment, be, be on the lookout for three pages from now, this is going to come. You know, it can make the, the journey and the interaction of the artwork that much more special. And so, you know, hmm. doing NFT or doing, you know, Web3 for the sake of doing it isn't really, you know, that meaningful or that good. Uh, you know, it's really in the use case of how how can you be more intentional in that relationship building and use the technology of it to facilitate that. And so with it, most 90, 95% of NFT projects, Web3 projects are going to fail. It's the ones that give real utility and value to their audience, to their community that will win. A great example of that is Pottermore, you know, with Harry Potter, like being able to decide what house you're in and being able to add that badge to your social profile to say, hey, like I'm I'm House Gryffindor or I'm House Hufflepuff or Slytherin or Ravenclaw or I'm a Huffle Gryffindor or whatever you want it to be. Um, That's the type of stuff that people connect with because it allows them to connect with you 
and allows mm. them to connect with each other. And so it's really about that utility. That's huge. I, what I hear is like, you have to be really creative and still making it connect to the community. Um, and so yeah. that that's so powerful. So um, Brian, I don't want to take up all of our time because I could really talk more with you. Um, I, I'm curious, uh, you know, for you to share a little bit about, you know, when you hear the term author's leverage, right, in your context and your experience so far, I mean, what, what comes to mind for you when you think of that sort of phrase? It comes back to community. It comes back to the relationship that you have with your audience. And I think even deeper than that, more simply than that, it's authenticity, self-awareness, and vulnerability. And that's mm -hmm. where authors are able to create the most leverage because those are gonna be the authors that are gonna dig deep. And whether they're creating a course or launching a podcast or whatever the thing that they do after they publish the book, it's going to be those authors who practice self-awareness and empathy mm -hmm. and compassion and, and vulnerability that are going to build the communities and then also launch those other things that deliver real value to their audience. Man, that's so, so well said. So well said. And for those that are, you know, maybe gearing up to write their next book or write their first book, could you share a little bit about your cohort? Because I know that you guys have another one coming up in May um, and a couple other times this year. So could you share a little bit about that and where they could get some information about uh, joining that? Yeah, so we have three create programs each year. One in the spring, one in the summer, one in the fall. The start times are usually February, June, and October, where authors are able to go through a five-month experience to create their first draft manuscript with a community of other authors and writers, um, with the support of a developmental editor, and then authors who have previously gone through to coach them through the experience and show them marketing tips and you know sort of the process. Um, and then we have three publishing cohorts each year that correspond to those programs. And so our next publishing cohort um, is going to release their books in at the end of May 2022 here. So just in a few months. And then our next publishing cohort after that is September 2022. And so our first draft submission is through the end of February, early March, that if someone wants to submit their manuscript, we're happy to take a look at it um, and then help recommend a path, whether it's moving forward with publishing or recommending an audience boot camp to help them show the ropes to the community, or if they'd really benefit from working with a DE and going through the create program, doing that. That's awesome. That's awesome. We're going to have links to all of Brian's information here, his website, the social media and whatnot. And I really, really highly recommend uh, getting in touch with him and checking out what they're up to. Because again, you know, th th what I'm so excited we got to talk about today was sort of this modern way. And you said it so well, practice being a modern author, because it has to be connected to community is huge. So um, please check the show notes for that if you're listening and interested in connecting with Brian. And Brian, I have you just share, you know, any last uh, parting words of advice uh, for our listeners? You know, I, I, I don't have many words of insight or wisdom to really share at this point, because I think, you know, if you were going out and, and, and deciding to write a book, it's one of the hardest things that, you, that, that anybody can do. And so everyone should be incredibly positive and supportive of you. And, and as kind as they can be. Um, and if someone isn't, you know, you, you've learned a little bit more about who, 
who, who, who you have relationships with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, what, what I'd love to hear more from you, Parshel, um, is, is maybe like, you know, as people want to engage more with you or want to learn more about you or engage with, you know, the things that you're doing, because you're doing some really cool things too. Like, how, how, how can people do that? Of course, everybody like who's listening probably already knows, but, you know, I, I, I'd love to, you know, be able to do the same, you know, with our community too, but for you. Oh, no, I, I appreciate that for sure. Definitely reach out to us. Uh, our website is theauthorsleverage.com. And we are on social media. And typically, I, I love inviting people to come and join me on our masterclass. We do that once or twice a month. And um, that's a really great way to come in and uh, walk away with some understanding about what you really have with your book. Because essentially, we're, of course, helping you turn that book into an online course. So uh, we dive into what that looks like head first together in a masterclass. So you know, if you're interested in that, that would be a great way for us to connect and, and learn together. Right on. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for that question. Nobody's ever, <laughs> never, no one asked me that. I was like, where is this going, Brian? Like, <laughs> no, I, I, no, I, cool. I think, I think it's so, I think it's so valuable because I mean, as, as, as exciting as the things that we're doing, you're doing some really amazing, cool things too. And as an author, like as, as if you were an author writing a book, thinking about being on a podcast, yeah. taking a very meta step back, asking the question that I just asked you, that builds community, that builds relationships, and that's what's important. And it's that level of intentionality that's required to succeed. Wow. You practice what you preach, sir. That's incredible. I love it. I love it. Everyone, please connect with Brian uh, and, and, and see what he's up to. It's really incredible work. You don't have to do it alone. And you can really have some good exactly. tactics to help you easily document the process along the way. So, Brian, thanks so much for joining me today. And thank you for listening. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Author's Leverage. You can subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey, do me a favor. If you found this helpful, leave us a review and share this episode with someone it could help along their journey. Check out more resources, visit theauthorsleverage.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, 